challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Happy New Year to you. This is our first podcast of 2021. And so let me add my blessing to all the others that you've received on your new year. May 2021 be your best year yet. May it be a year of restoration and growth and reset and learning and change, transformation and ascent. May your trajectory just be in a constant, wonderful, righteous ascent. It's an honor to be able to be with you. It's an honor to be able to impact you. Well, let's dive in. I've had someone ask me an extremely important question, and it's one that I probably should have answered a long time ago. They say, I love what you do. I love the podcast. I love the website. I love the tweets. I love all of it. Uh, uh, What is great man? Give me a definition, they said, of great man. Now, those of you who hang with us know that we do this for style and for meaning. Uh, in a unique way. We write this word, great, G-R-E-A-T, and then man, M-A-N. Obviously, we capitalize the G and the M. So it's great man, caps at the beginning of the words, run together. And so this gentleman wrote me and said, listen, I love what you do, but but I'd love to have a definition of what great man means exactly. I mean, he said, I can imagine, but I'd like to hear it from your lips. Okay, what a great way to start the year. So let's do it. What is a great man by our definition. What is great man in the way that we write it? Well, I begin with the assumption that there are certain noble righteous forces born, birth, created in the heart of every man. Uh, I don't believe that we are just evolved. I don't believe we just flop into the world without any prior preparation or conditioning. Uh, I say often I'm a Christian, and I certainly welcome those of you who join us here who are not, but I'm a Christian. And so I begin with the assumption that, you know, if you're a Bible reader, run with me a minute, that according to Ecclesiastes 3, there is eternity in our hearts. I begin with the assumption, Psalm 139, that we are fashioned for certain purposes, that we're given our basic bodies and our basic personalities and our basic even mental wirings uh, according to certain purposes. And so uh, every person who is born into the world has opportunity to live out of the higher nature they are given, I believe, by God, uh, out of the higher values, out of the the greatness, the largeness uh, that they are made for. Or they can, because they've been conditioned, wounded, damaged, or convinced that they should, live a kind of smallness, uh, live out of the lesser drives of their lives. As I've often said, you can use your words to ennoble and encourage and strengthen and impart, or you can use your words to destroy and wound and damage and tear up. You can use your physical strength to protect and to make secure and to love well um, and to build, or you can abuse and beat and dominate and murder and do things that are devastating. Every gift that you've been given, you have a choice as to how to use it. So great man for me is the thing I'm targeting in you. 
In other words, every person I'm speaking to, every man I ever speak to, every woman I ever speak to for that matter, but since I'm speaking to men right here, let me keep the focus. Every man I ever speak to, ever counsel, ever encourage, whoever reads one of my books, listens to a podcast, attends an event, every man has greatness in him. Now, let's let's define this word great. Uh, the word great in history and etymology uh mainly leans towards the idea of largeness. It's actually related to the German words, groß, which means large or great. Uh, the English translation would be a great or large, but but it's the idea of largeness. So when I speak of great man, I'm not speaking of necessarily fame. I'm not expecting you to be a Beatle or an NFL star or uh, you know somebody else who's famous and prominent and rich. It's not necessarily about that. It is about living in the largeness that is possible for you. It is about living in your highest best. It is about living in the power of what you are made to be and not in the lesser drives. Um, Men, for example, uh, have great appetites and great hungers and a great sense of a vision for the purpose. And they roar after goals. They, they, they charge after vision. It's a, it's a good thing they're made for, but those same abilities can be used, uh, to roar after women. They ought not have treat those women in horrible ways, drink, uh, put stuff in their veins, uh, go nuts, get mired in porn. It can all be an artificial version of what they're made for. So you understand what I'm saying? Men have greatness in them, and our generation and our secular philosophy and our and our, what's coming out of our universities tells men that they are toxic, that they are that masculinity is something that's negative. It doesn't leave them with uh, with any definition, any pattern, any vision for what it means to be a man. Except, of course, that they're told that it's a negative thing. It's a negative thing to be a boy. It's a negative thing to be a man. We're told this constantly, and that's why boys are failing so badly in school in our generation. So when I say great man. I'm calling out the greatness in a man. I'm not saying men are greater than women. I'm not saying that uh, any of the negative extreme stuff somebody might say. And by the way, nobody has said that to me. The question I received that prompts this podcast is a positive. What does great man mean? It means that I am focused on calling the greatness out of men, coaching them and how to live in the largeness. That's the meaning of the original word in the old English and the German, the largeness of their soul. I can live in largeness. I can live in generosity. I can live a sacrificial life. I can live investing in others. I can live using my gifts for the glory of God and the enhancement and benefit of other people. I can, I can live in a largeness of soul that forgives those who have wronged me, uh, and that and that seeks to build and that invests in the future and the destinies of others, um, and a largeness of soul that you know, uh, not being the kind of man that just sits on the couch and watches TV all day, but gets out, um, exerts himself, uses sports and the wild and and time out in the world to expand reading books, watching films, living life at a large scale with a large vision. I'm reading a book right now called Last Stands by an author named Walsh, W-A-L-S-H. And it's all about uh, why men fought on in great conflicts uh, when there was no hope, 
when they were sure to die. What makes men give themselves to a cause? This book has reduced me to tears at certain points because I recognize, even though I've never been, you know, in an Alamo kind of situation or a Thermopylae kind of situation, I've never served in uniform, never served in war. Nevertheless, I have battles like that in my own life. And the author is careful to say the principles we learn from men in, in famous last stands can help us to live as, a, as men on a large scale. That's what great means. It doesn't mean famous. doesn't mean rich. It doesn't mean idolized by the crowd. It means to live on a large scale, live out of the largeness that is made inside of you, that is birthed inside of you, I believe, by a living God who created you. And so the problem for men, the problem for men of this generation is they have been encouraged towards smallness. They've been encouraged to take things that aren't theirs. They've been encouraged to live out of their lesser drives. You know, hey, what's the height of a man to sit uh, with a whiskey at a strip club and shove 20s in some chick's underwear? I mean, what kind of life is that? I understand the appeal of alcohol. I understand the appeal of the female body. But that's not that that kind of existence, sitting at a bar shoving 20s in some girl's thong. That's not life. That's not what it's about. The goal of life is not so you can get a lap dance. Um, but that sex drive is God-given. That that love for pleasure is God-given. That that gift for physical sensation and, and enjoyment and, and accomplishment, it's, it's God-given. It's just used in the wrong ways. And so when I, when I teach men, when I emphasize this word great man and I define it and I say, I'm calling you to the largeness for which you're made, I'm calling you to live and to borrow a phrase from Joel Osteen, a friend of mine, uh, your best self. Uh, I'm calling you to live in the highest that you can live in because that's where fulfillment comes. And I grieve at the men who haven't been impacted with uh, a message like this. I, I, I meet with many guys in middle age and they are three or four divorces in and they've got criminal pasts and they've got addictions ruining their lives and they haven't seen some of their children in a decade um, and they've, they're impoverished. They've got massive debt. You understand what's happened. They have lived in their lesser selves and it has destroyed their lives. But still there's time. So they start living in their greater selves. They start learning what, about the gifts of a man. They start learning about how to use their gifts and their powers and their and, and the, the way that God has made them in a broad sense. They team with other men. They get in a band of brothers. They, they, they begin to connect with God. And what happens? I've seen it happen many times. Within years, they've won their children back. They've become exemplary. They've paid off their debts. They've begun to prosper. Why? Because they're they're using the greatness. They are allowing the greatness within them to define their lives. They're allowing the greatness for which God has called them to define their lives. They're allowing a band of brothers and maybe some coaches like me to speak into their lives and to correct them and to show them uh, that what they did in the first, who knows, two, three, four decades of their life um, was according to a bad model and a bad plan and, and the lesser forces in their soul. We call them to greatness. We call them up. We call them out. And let me just say something very clearly here. As we do this, you know who the primary beneficiaries are of this? The women in their lives. I, I certainly understand why women of our generation might fear something called great man. It might sound like we're creating a bunch of bubbas to dominate women again, as they have been so often in, in history. But that's not the case. The men that we impact, the men that we coach, the men that we train, the men who read our books and live that out, I'll tell you what, their daughters, their wives, uh, their female co-workers, the women in their lives, they are treated well. They are loved. They are protected. They are encouraged. Uh, they are cheered on as they break glass ceilings. They are financed if it's a guy's immediate family, you know, wife and daughters and daughters-in-law. 
Uh, they, 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 these men live recognizing that a lot of their calling, a lot of their gifting is about ennobling women. That one of the best measures of a great man is when you look at the women in his life and see if they are benefited by that guy. I believe, I think I'm right, <laughs> you can certainly call them and check yourself, that my wife, my daughter, my daughter-in-law, uh, the other women in my life would say, no, Stephen, in an attempt to be a great man, is not dominating, he's not abusing, he's not becoming some kind of subjugator of women. He's encouraging, he's, in, he's inspiring, he's financing, he's giving, he's coaching, he, he's creating men who then create an environment in which uh, women are safe and thrive and accomplish all that they're made to accomplish. Not that the men make it possible, they just don't get in the dang way and abuse and harm and create an environment in which accomplishment is not possible. So women are some of the primary beneficiaries. And some of the people most cheering on what we do in Great Man are women who have begun to see the turn in their sons and their brothers and their brothers-in-law and their husbands. Okay, my point in this podcast is not to brag. My point is, by defining for you what great man means, I want to help you start your year off in the right way. To be a great man, to live out the greatness for which you are made, is to live in the largeness which, which a man is given and which is possible for a man. The largeness of soul, the largeness to be, to be generous, to be big-hearted, to be open-hearted, to be forgiving, to, be, to live in largeness, to not live in smallness. It means to live in largeness means you don't let anything dominate you. You're not letting anyone pleasure your food, alcohol, drugs. You're not letting any television, uh, porn. You're not letting anything dominate you. You're not letting anything control you and limit you because you're about largeness. And these things aren't about largeness. I mean, thank God for food and thank God for wine and cocktails and thank God for sensual pleasures. You just don't want to be dominated and controlled by any one thing. Largeness also means that in your relationships, you are in a, and to put it kind of humorously, you are in a race to be the most investing, the most generous, the most giving. You want people to be impacted by you. You're not focused on what they're giving you. You're focused on you giving to them. And in doing that, uh, that's where you begin to reap the harvest, so to speak, to see the return coming from those relationships. You are made to invest. You are made to give. You are made to live out largeness in those relationships. Not petty little, she didn't do this for me. She blah, 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 blah. I hear that all the time from men. But when I can get them focused on living out the largeness in their hearts and the largeness that's possible for a great man, they see their relationships change. They see their kids adore them. They see their wives uh, turning and letting go of the bitterness that they themselves, these men created, but now they've apologized and they're living out something different and they're proving themselves. I could go on and on and on. You want to live in the largeness of what it means to be a man. This means faith and the living God. This means an understanding of what a man is made to be. This means understanding the powers of a man. This means living them out in all of your relationship, relationships and all of your platforms and all of the places that you have opportunity to do good. And boy, do we need that in this generation. I mean, we are heading into some years which have the potential to be great years for many of us, but at the same time in our society, in our world, 
we are challenged and men are much of the answers. I'm going to tell you, frankly, I'm sitting in Washington, D.C. right now at a critical time in our nation's political history, and I'm watching. It's the smallness in men, not primarily women, the smallness in men that's damaging our country. And if we had great men, if we had noble men, if we had men who lived life on a large scale, wanted to serve the country, uh, wanted to make it better, wanted to call out a generation and call out greatness in the nation as a whole and inspire that, wouldn't we have a different politic? Do you see how it plays in every area of life? It plays in business. It plays in medicine. It plays in education. It plays in politics. It plays in media and broadcasting. Uh, what, what, how would it change in our country if the men who are in media decided they wanted to use that platform, uh, yeah, to tell the truth about what's happening in the society, but also to inspire greatness in the people in this country. How would it change us? So it's a culture. It's something that you're encouraging to grow around you and in every area that you have any kind of influence in. So yeah, this podcast is the Great Man Podcast. I write my books with great man in mind. We do our podcast and our on our our Twitter feed with great men in our heads. Why? Because we want to call out the greatness in men. And I want you to ponder this in the coming year. How are you living? Are you living in smallness? Are you dominated by a food or a drug or a pleasure or a, or a porn or a, a media or any kind of habit? Let's break it. Have you allowed smallness to dominate you in your relationship so that you're bitter and angry and upset that, you know, she's not giving you enough sex or your kids aren't respecting you enough or whatever? Blow that stuff off. Ask forgiveness for not being the man you're supposed to be. Live out largeness. Get some help. Are you living in smallness in the sense that you're living alone and you're hidden away in the your corner of your house and you're not with other men, whether you're single or married or whatever, doesn't matter? Get with other men, build a band of brothers, get my little booklet on building your band of brothers and start doing that. Anyone can, no matter how shy, no matter how lonely uh, alone he has walked before, you can break through that. Find other men who are trying to become great men. Where have you lived out smallness? I want you to think in terms of your innate greatness. And I want you to put yourself in a situation where that greatness can be called out. I'm grateful this podcast helps, but this podcast and my books and everything we do is not all you need. You need actual flesh and blood men in your life calling you out to your to your best. Get in a good men's ministry at a church. Get in a men's group that maybe you've built, a bunch of guys reading books and studying together and growing together and watching videos on YouTube of, of men who teach on good on great manhood and noble manhood. Start feeding. Start blowing things off. Be like be like Clark Kent stepping into that phone booth and then coming out with his cape on. That's what I want to see you do in this next year. Now one more thing. This is not an advertisement, but you're going to hear me talk just a little bit more about asking you to support Great Man. Uh, we have just become a 501c3. We want to get books in foreign languages all over the world, places that people don't have this kind of information. We have a huge open doors in Latin America. We're going to do events around the U.S. We're going to do the best men's leaders conference that's ever been seen. Yes, I'm bragging, but I'm believe, uh, trusting that that's going to happen uh, probably in Nashville, Tennessee in the next year or 18 months. I want you to help us. I want you to go on greatman.tv. I want you to look in the upper right-hand corner of that website. You'll see a button that allows you to support us. I want you to give. I want you to give big. We can change manhood in our generation and call out greatness in the men of our time because this is one of the great arts of great men. 
To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.